Hello, and welcome back to this episode of the Deep Penetration Podcast. Um, in case you don't know who I am, my name is Danny, and I am a love and self-esteem coach that works with the LGBTQ plus community, um, and I work a lot with gay and bisexual men when it comes to self-esteem, um, self-acceptance, self-love, and really learning how to navigate healthy relationships, right? How to create and cultivate healthy and sustainable long-term romantic relationships. Um, and honestly, not not even just with, with your partners, but also with yourself. Um, if this is your first time visiting, if you're listening, if you're watching, please make sure you are subscribing on whatever platform you are on because it helps me to continue to have these conversations with you guys and unpack some of these stereotypes and 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 common misconceptions that we have about the queer community and honestly within the queer community as well. Um, and if you're coming back to the podcast, then welcome back. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about narcissists. Um, and the reason why I wanted to cover this topic, the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because I think, you know, this is something that comes up quite often. Um, and I see it on social media all the time. And I see people just kind of calling people out for being a narcissist, calling their, their partner out for being a narcissist. And the reality of the situation is, is that narcissism is an actual, um, diagnosis that you would get from the DSM-4 or the DSM-5, um, when it comes to, you know, psychology, there's, there's, it's, it's an actual, um, diagnosable, um, mental condition. So I think to just kind of flippantly call somebody a narcissist is not necessarily the right thing. Um, and I wanted to clarify some things about it, but I also wanted to provide you with some, some, things to be on the lookout for um, in case you do feel like you are in a relationship with a narcissist, right? Narcissists can very easily go undetected in a relationship if you are not aware of the signs to look out for. So when it comes to relationships, there are certain types of people that can leave you feeling drained, confused, hurt. Um, and one of the most challenging types of people to deal with are narcissists. You know, narcissists are people that are extremely self-centered and tend to have little to no empathy for other people. You know, they can, may come across as, as charming and confident, but underneath the surface, they are often um, or often have deep insecurities and need to be constantly validated. So, you know, I wanted to talk about this because again, like I said, you know, I feel like narcissism has just been thrown around a lot recently and it's so much so much so that it almost feels like it's becoming a trend or like this buzzword and it's easy to call somebody narcissistic if they tend to be a little bit more selfish. Maybe are not as attentive, right? As you would want them to be or struggle to really connect with you emotionally. This can be very hurtful for you, especially if you love them. But there are many other reasons for why they may be that way. Might There might be trauma. There might be bad dating experiences. They might have a avoidant personality type. They may not be comfortable with conflict. They may not be comfortable with physical touch, and that's not their love language. And the list can go on and on and on. So, you know, people who are, people who are truly narcissists are focused on maintaining 
control at whatever cost, right? So they will break you down emotionally and mentally over time and will manipulate every single situation so that you come to believe that you are the person that is at fault and that they are the victims. So how do you identify them, right? And it can be very hard in the beginning because their controlling behavior might appear as self-confidence or genuine concern for your well-being. But here are the five common traits and behaviors that you should be on the lookout for in case you feel you are dating a narcissist. Number one, they are overly self-centered. So they tend to talk about themselves all the time. They talk about their accomplishments and, and what they are achieving and may sh not show any interest whatsoever in your accomplishment, your life, or your feelings. The second thing here is a sense of entitlement, right? So they believe they are special and deserve special treatment. They may expect you to go out of your way to please them um, at any cost. The third thing here is that they lack empathy, right? They have a hard time putting themselves in other people's shoes and may not be able to understand or care about how you are feeling no matter how much you try to show them. The fourth thing here is they are controlling. They may try to control what you do, who you see, what you say, um, and even what you think. And the fifth thing here is they have an inflated sense of self-importance, right? So they believe they are better than other people, better than you. And they quite possibly will put you down and put other people down around them to make themselves feel better about themselves and feel more important. So if you are in a relationship with somebody who exhibits these behaviors, right, some of them or if not all of them, it's possible that you may be dealing with somebody who is narcissistic. Now, a lot of my clients that are concerned they might be in a, a relationship with a narcissist, always want to know what dialogue would look like. And I get it. Having some kind of, of concrete example will help you to better identify when it is happening. So I took a minute and I really wanted to, to create and present what a potential dialogue would look like between yourself and your partner if you are feeling that they are displaying narcissistic tendencies or that they are a narcissist, right? So let's say you are in a relationship with a narcissistic partner, right? And his name is Alex. Sorry if your name is Alex. I'm not saying that you're a narcissist, but I just had to pick a, a name. So Alex, it was. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> and no, I have never been in a relationship with somebody named Alex who was a narcissist. This is not me being triggered. And this is not me kind of bringing out my past and working through it on camera. So don't come for me and don't call me out. Again, just an example. Um, so you, let's say you have been feeling um, unhappy and frustrated, right? Because he's always canceling plans on you last minute without considering your feelings. So one day, you muster up the courage to have a conversation with him, a very brief conversation to let him know how you are feeling, hoping that he'll understand and that you guys can find a solution together. So you come to him and you say, hey, look, you know, I've noticed that you've canceled plans a lot without discussing it with me beforehand. It kind of makes me feel like you don't really take my feelings into consideration. Can we work on this together? And instead 
of acknowledging your feelings and taking responsibility for his actions, Alex, he immediately dismisses your concerns and starts gaslighting you. And usually the process of this conversation is broken up into five parts. It doesn't always involve the five parts and sometimes are kind of mixed up, but it usually always involves these five things, right? So the first one is denial. He is going to deny the shit of what shit out of whatever you are saying, right? So he will say something like, you know, I've never canceled pans without discussing it with you. Um, you must be imagining things or you're exaggerating. I always consider your options. I always consider your opinions. I always consider what you have to say, right? The second thing here, usually what ends up happening is it's called blame shifting. And that kind of looks like him saying, you know, you're too sensitive. It's, 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 it's not my fault that you are overreacting to minor things. Maybe you should work on controlling your emotions better, right? And the third thing that happens here is that there is minimization, which is basically him saying, you know, it's not a big deal. You're blowing this out of proportion. You know, I cancel plans occasionally, which then really throws you for a loop because before he said he never cancels any plans. And now he's saying that he may cancel some plans occasionally. So it's like some kind of screwed up passive way of taking accountability, but not really. Um, and we'll continue to say things like, but it's, but it doesn't happen all the time. Um, it's every so often you're making it seem worse than it is. You're making me seem like a bad person. And now here's where the gaslighting comes in. Then he will say something like, actually, you're the person who cancels plans more than me. You're just trying to turn the tables around and make me look like the bad person. And finally, the nail in the coffin is that he will invalidate you, which means he will say something like, you know, I can't believe that you're upset about this. It's really not worth getting worked up over. You're being unreasonable. And now you're making me feel like shit, right? So through these gaslighting tactics, he is attempting to distort your perception of reality and make you doubt your own experience and shift the blame to you, which is manipulation. He's manipulating the situation to maintain control and avoid taking responsibility for his actions. And unfortunately, to be honest with you, the success rate of a relationship with somebody who is narcissistic is very, very, very small. So if you find yourself in this situation and you are trying to get out of it, here are a few recommendations. The first one, be clear and firm. When you decide to end the relationship with somebody who is narcissistic, make sure that you are clear and firm in your decision. Do not leave any room for negotiation or for hope of reconciliation. The second thing is set boundaries. You know, he may try to contact you or make demands after the breakup, but those boundaries are there to ensure that he is unable to get through or be successful. The third thing is limit your contact. If possible, don't speak to him at all. You know, this may result in you having to block his number, avoiding any social events where the two of you might be present at the same time, cutting ties with mutual friends who may try to get involved and create drama. Just cut it. The fourth thing is don't engage. He is likely to try to make you jealous or play mind games with you. Do not engage in this behavior or try to get revenge. This will only fuel the need for more attention and drama, right? The fifth thing here is get some support. Ending a relationship with a narcissist can be emotionally and mentally taxing. 
exhausting, draining, right? So making sure you have a healthy, stable support system, whether that's friends, family, a coach that can help you navigate the situation or a therapist to help you unpack the the, uh, experience itself can exponentially help you to heal and process the experience you just had. So if this is your situation, if you may be thinking that this is something that you are currently in or somebody that you are currently dating, take all of these things into account. Now, I want to be clear, this is not the Bible on narcissism. This is not the gospel truth of narcissism. This is not like the the letter of the law. There are many different characteristics. There are many different behaviors that somebody who is narcissistic will display. Um, and if you truly feel like you are in a situation and you are in a relationship with somebody, I would highly recommend researching, understanding the behaviors of a narcissist, um, and taking some of these these tips into consideration. If you have questions about it, if you feel like you need more support, if you feel like you need help, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you. I'm more than happy to walk you through these things, but I want to be very clear. It is not my place, and it is not my area of expertise, and it is outside of my realm of, of abilities to diagnose somebody with narcissism. Not my place. Can't do that. But if you want strategy, if you want recommendations, if you need help, I am more than happy to help you do that. I will provide my contact information for you in the bio of the podcast or wherever it is that you are are watching or listening, right? So whether that's YouTube, um, the podcast itself, um, I have a website, I have a TikTok, I have an Instagram. So you can find me and I will try to make it as easy for you as possible. Please let me know if you found this podcast to this episode to be helpful. Um, There's always a question at the end of the episode. There's also a poll. So make sure that you are uh, doing the poll um, so that I can get more information and we can have open dialogue and open conversation. And yeah, I hope you found this inspiring. I hope you found this helpful. I hope you found this supportive. Um, And again, you know, thanks for sitting down, having a chat with me. And I will see you in the next episode.